It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Donna Levin. Hi, Donna. Hi, how are you? Fantastic. It's nice to have you back on the show. I, call, I know you called in a while ago. Yes, and it's, it's great to be back. And, you know, I'm my connections with uh, UCI, of course. My daughter graduated yes. there a few years ago. Wonderful. I know. It's, I love this school. I mean, I'm biased, but I really do love this school. It's wonderful. I know, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful campus and uh, uh, beautiful surroundings. That's so nice that you're so familiar with it. Oh, I love the way it was planned out with this, like a Catherine wheel. Oh, I know. Yeah. So um, I want to dive into your latest book, He Could Be Another Bill Gates. How did this book come about? Well, um, the title uh, had been uh, kind of staying with me for a while. And, of course, there's rumors in the blogosphere that Bill Gates himself is on the autism spectrum. Oh. And I think that's... I find that a little, uh, one of my favorite words is disingenuous, um, although I don't know if it actually applies here or not. I just like to use the word. But <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I've, uh, I've talked to people, other uh, autism moms. I'm an autism mom. Um, and they say, well, but have you seen how he fidgets during an interview? Well, you know, I fidget all the time. Uh, maybe there's some recessive gene involved in that or something, but... Um, I don't think that makes a person, um, puts a person on the autism spectrum. Exactly. And, and I'm going to be a little, I'm going to risk possibly offending people here, but I think there's a little bit of a, a defense mechanism going on here that my, my kid's on the spectrum, but he could be another Bill Gates. He could also, he might invent something that changes the world. Uh, he might be a little odd, but he's, uh, you know, really a genius and you know, all these things. And wouldn't that be nice? And maybe that's true in some cases. But I think, um, for me, it's been a lot about just um, with the reality of what is and, and uh, doing the, the best I can with it uh, and helping my son do the best he can with it. Um, and uh, in, in the book, another woman says, this is Anna, my main character, Oh, don't, you know, don't feel bad about Jack. He could be another Bill Gates. And that's really the only time that sentence appears. But um, it, for me, it sums up a lot of, um, you know, what's what's going on in her world, what's going on in Jack's world. And I su- suppose I should back up and say that uh, this is not a sequel. Okay. But it has, um, but when I talked to you uh, about a year and a half ago, I was talking about a book called There's More Than One Way Home. Yes. Um, and that was kind of a, a 21st century retelling of Anna Karenina in which uh, the woman is married to this, well, real jerk of a politician, but it stays with them because their son is on the spectrum and she feels they, he, he needs them to be together. So this book takes place five years later with some of the same characters. Uh, Jack is now uh, 16 and he's in high school and he's... Uh, has his first real crush on a girl named Ashley, who sees herself as a Joan of Arc and then making and kind of and takes him under her wing. And then meanwhile, Anna is now dealing with being a single mom and how overwhelming that is. Um, and she's um, decided to give up on men, but as in any good story, once you decide to give up on men, then a man comes into your life. Of course. So, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's a, a a more palatable version of Chekhov's Gun on the Wall, I guess. 
I want to back up a second, Donna. Uh, at what point did you know you wanted to become a writer? Boy, I I think back. Uh, I don't remember the moment, but as far back as I can remember, I had uh, fantasies about being a writer. Mm-hmm. And then as far back as the age of 13, I started writing. Not anything worth reading. Yeah. But um, I started keeping a diary and a journal. I started fooling around with fiction. Um, I didn't want to show it to anybody because I knew it was, A, I knew it was pretty bad. But <laughs> B, um, I, it took me a long time. And I mean, now we're talking about another 15 years before I could let people give me feedback on what I'd written and not completely fall apart yeah. and not take it as a judgment, um, a judgment on my ability and incorporate what they had to say and um, try to make it it, it better. Um, and that partly happened because uh, uh, I was fortunate to find a really, really awesome mentor. It was in Berkeley. His name was Leonard Bishop. Uh, he's no longer with us, but um, he had a big impact on me and a lot of other people. Uh, he just seemed to think that writing was the most important thing you could do the only thing worth doing. And even back then, I thought, well, we need firefighters too. And that was, you know, we should really need them now, yeah. sadly. Um, but uh, that was what I needed to hear right then was um, his, he was just har- harping on us all the time. Finish your novels. Don't move. Don't take a vacation. Just finish your novels. Get it done. Get it done. Get it done. Do you feel that writing for you helps you... Um express things that you don't see out there in the publishing world as far as, you know, being a mom to an autistic child? Um, yeah, yes. I mean, I'm not going to say that I have anything terribly original to say, but I know that um, when I started writing One Way Home, uh, this is several years ago now, so uh, it's hard to believe how much less, you know, now there's all these TV shows with characters on the spectrum and there's all these books but 10 years ago there was very little um and i felt in particular that what was out there was very um sugar-coated um my uh, you know my child is really an angel sent in disguise to because god wants to teach me something and uh, you know, this is, uh, I wouldn't change this if I could, and, you know, and, and a lot of, uh, or this was hard, but what I learned was that people are kind, or people should be kind, something like that. I wanted to write about, frankly, a, in the first book especially, how difficult this can be. Yeah. Um, and and I thought that was a little, um, I guess a particular word I'm looking for, that was a little hard for people to digest, and I expected a lot of blowback on that. But by the time the book was published, a lot, more, I mean, a lot of other people had come forward and told their stories as well, which is only good. Sure. Uh, yeah. So now, of course, there's, like I said, there's so much out there, which is good. I find that there's, uh, I think there's a, uh, uh, the, the literature and the electronic media leans a little too heavily toward the savant, uh, mm-hmm. like the, the character on The Good Doctor, who is socially challenge but he's a genius yeah or even even though the producers of the big bang theory are careful to say that sheldon cooper is not on the spectrum nevertheless he has 
age of genius. You know, there's all this, uh, and the fact is that savant skills are as rare in the autistic population as they are in the general population. So interesting, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, um, and I think that's another a little another part of that Bill Gates phenomenon. Like, well, we have this problem, that problem, but it's okay because he can memorize a phone book. Mm. Of course, we don't have phone books anymore, so it's yeah. really relevant. Right. <laughs> Do you find that uh, writing has been cathartic for you to express yourself, but also intertwine fiction and reality? Um, it, it is. Um, and for me, it's about writing fiction mm-hmm. as opposed to memoir. And, you know, that's just a, a choice that people make, but... Um, if I'm writing fiction, then I can say what I want and also say, well, but I made it up. I mean, I also do make up a lot. Um, and uh, and, I, and I like making things up. But when I finished, um, when I finished near, I thought there were final drafts of these books, and it turned out I had more drafts to write. Mm-hmm. But um, when I finished what I thought were final drafts and, finally gave them to my husband to read. I said, if there's anything in here you don't like, I made it up. So, okay. you know, if there's, if there's a character who sounds like you but is really not that nice, it's not you. And that's true, too. I was, I was joking, but it's also true that um, it's not thinly disguised autobiography. It's a heavily disguised autobiography. But I do find it, um, I do find it cathartic. It doesn't... Um, yeah, I guess there's not much more to say about that. It's, uh, it doesn't change the world. Right. It changes me. It changes you. What's your process like uh, when you're writing? Like, is there a certain time of day that works for you? And what's your, where, where do you write? Well, I've never been a morning person. Um, so it, it really varies from uh, week to week and month to year. Um, I think overall, I really need to have some kind of schedule mm-hmm. to write. You certainly can't sit around and wait till I suddenly feel the urge to write. I can't remember who was it. No, I think it was a man a writer named Red Smith who said, writing is simple, you just open a vein. But there was somebody else who wrote a, a cartoon. The panels described a character saying, you know, writing is simple, Muffy. You just roll it. You could tell it's an old cartoon. Mm-hmm. Roll a piece of paper into your typewriter and stare at it until beads of blood appear on your forehead. And that's very much the way it is for me. And and unfortunately now with uh, the Internet, I think that has made it a little bit harder for some of us because before the Internet, I used to keep the newspaper by my computer, and I would just read Dear Abby and whatever. Now all you have to do is alt-click, alt-tab, alt-tab, and yes. you are in the middle of, of the uh uh, the, the world village, um, and you can be talking to somebody in Ukraine or talking to uh, your sister or just reading about, you know, or tweeting or reading tweets. or Right. So, uh, yeah, so that that makes it a little more challenging sometimes. But, and then I have a couple of cats who make life extremely difficult. But <laughs> That's always mine. fun. So you got to love them. <laughs> They're good company, though. I used to have cats. Not, yeah. I'm sorry. You used to used to have. I used to have cats. No. Yeah. I, 
Uh, these may be my last cats, but they also may outlive me. So, oh, we'll I, I would hope not. I hope not too. To no. Uh, what else would you like people to know about this latest book? Um, well, it certainly uh, completely stands alone. There's no, even though in my mind there's some connection to an earlier book. Um, there's no need to uh, to even know that the earlier book existed. Um, and also that, uh, if I may say, it's pretty funny. That's the one thing in my whole life I'm really confident about, that I'm pretty funny, whether the last 10, 12, 15 minutes have, have shown that or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's pretty tight. I came from a playwriting background, mm. a theater major at Berkeley, and uh, started writing a lot of, that's really how I, started writing was writing plays and you have to be very 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 tight in a play so um so i'll just pass on that compliment somebody gave me recently and said say that it's tight and then also um it's really it's it's a look at san francisco in the um in the 20 teens where um the high school gets named after george decay and uh um you know, as as it says in the Jackie copy, differences are celebrated and everyone fits in, except when they don't. So mm. it's uh, that's, that's 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 what I would would say about it. Um, Interesting. It, yeah. And where can people find out more about you, Donna? Well, I do have a, a, a website that is uh, somewhat a little sketchier than I hoped it would be, but that is, at least it's got an easy name. Okay. It's donna11.com. Okay. And then, of course, I have an author page on Amazon like um, everybody else on my street does, and um, that's Donna11. Um, and uh, between those two places, uh, also um, the books are published by uh, Chickadee Prince Books, and they have a website, which is chickadeeprints.com. Okay. And um, they have a, 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 a webzine that I and a lot of other people have written for that's got some interesting stuff. So if you go down the list in that order, or actually start with Amazon, okay. because you can order the book there. And you, can't, you can order it from my website, too, indirectly through Amazon. Um, and you can find out probably a lot more than you'd ever want to know. about Don Uh, One last question. Any advice for writers that are in this writing funk? They're kind of blocked and, um, you know, we all go through that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I go through it all the time and it's just, don't get it perfect, just get it done. Mm, Uh, Just write, you know, write the words to uh, all your favorite the, your, your favorite pop music, like the lyrics. Don't cheat and look them up on the internet. Mm. Um, just, just write, write what you see from your window. If you don't, just if you don't have a window, write what you're wearing. If you're not wearing anything, well, then God bless you. But um, just you got just put down 500 words. Put down 200 words. Um, writing generates writing, and Getting started, certainly for me, is by far the hardest part. Getting started each day is the hardest part. When I finally thread the loom, and, and once I get started, it gets um, less miserable and only really hard. Uh, but just just put something on, on the screen or on paper. Great or, advice, on, Donna. Great advice. Yeah. 
Thank you. I want to thank you so much for calling in. This has been wonderful. Congratulations on your book, Don Eleven. He could be another Bill Gates. Thank you so much for calling into the studio. Oh, God. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure.